Karen Clark is the founder and head chef at Clark's Cakes and Cookies. Clark's Cakes and Cookies started from her family's passion for creating healthier desserts for her children. After 16 years of perfecting the craft, they launched their bakery. They hope to share mouth-wateringly delicious plant-based baked goods such as carrot cake, banana bread, vegan bourbon, pecan pie, and more made with a lot of love from all of them. You can go to their shop in Dorchester or order the sweet treats from www.clarkscakesandcookies.com. Please join me in welcoming Karen Clark to Hot Mama Chronicles. Karen, how are you? Hey, hi, how are you? Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to get into the conversation and I love your t-shirt. It is so on brand, y'all. She's wearing a t-shirt that says bake, exclamation point, which is all of, it's all about the exclamation point and the website is on the t-shirt. So I hope we can grab that merch as well, in addition to the delicious goods. So um, thank you, thank you so much for being here. And so um, I wanna start with your origin story um, and talk to us about Karen, the young woman, Karen who had hopes and dreams and how you grew up, how you walked um, as a young person and the foods that you grew up eating um, in your household. So talk, walk us through that. Well, um, growing up as a young um, Latina, um, Hispanic, um, I wasn't born here. I was born in Honduras. I came here when I was really young. I was about three, four, around that age. And I grew up in Boston. It's my second home. And um, we grew up eating everything that you're familiar with in a Hispanic cult, culinary, you know, um, background, such as uh, arroz con pollo, um, arroz y, fre you know, y frijoles, um, tortillas, y tamales, uh, carne asada, all the everything. And, that you, the taquitos, tacos. I remember my mom making tacos back in, back in the day. I'm not gonna date myself, but <laughs> back in the day, at the time when that was not, nobody knew at that time what a taco was. And oh, my mom was a special mom that would, you know, make something for the bake sale. Also, she would make uh, her pina colada and the, we grew up eat, you know, having smoothies before it became the, the, the thing at the time. Now, um, we, were, we were eating, we were drinking pina coladas, granted without the rum, but, <laughs> but we, had, we had that growing up. And like I said, people would invite her because of her pina colada drink. So those things I grew up with, I grew up with the pineapples, the, the mangoes, the bananas, the, the spices, the, the of, uh, cinnamon, the nutmeg, the mace, the allspice, uh, of course, um, and the savory as well, the onions, the garlic, the um, peppers, and all different types of peppers that, that came with that, the cilantro, everything practically. 
cilantro <laughs> added to our meals. Um, so I grew up with that. We were not vegan. Um, my mother was um, brought up vegetarian. Well, she was brought up to eat meat, but she went to school and it was a Seventh-day Adventist school because it was a nursing school. That's what she wanted to do. And so that was, I should say, my introduction to that aspect of not eating meat because the only meat that they ate then uh, was eggs and they would have the cheese and it was limited um, because I guess it was on, they were on a budget too as well because um, it was an American school in Nicaragua. And then so from that, now fast forward, here she has me, my sister, my brother, we're growing up, plantains, yuca, you know, everything um, before us. And of course, the chicken and the beef and the pork. Um, and by the time I was in sixth grade, I just decided, no, I'm not gonna have any more. I'm not gonna have any more pork. That's what it was, no more pork. And that was a big deal for me because I used to have bacon, like it was, <laughs> It was going out of style. Sundays was my baking day. I mean, it was it was bad. <laughs> it was really. I had to. I, I I pulled back and I said, no, I'm not gonna not gonna eat this anymore. And that was the start of it. As I got older, um, other things were um, expressing themselves uh, as a young lady that was affecting my body. And I said, what do I need to do to clear this up? Now, since this is, I mean, it's mainly for, I'm assuming, for women to be inspired. So, so I think more women will understand this as opposed, not that you don't have any male listeners. It's just that I know that uh, women will understand this a lot better. Uh, when you're a young lady growing up and you're really trying to have control over the pain that you are experiencing every single month. And you know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't adjust, it was just, I couldn't, I didn't. And to think in my mind at the time, how do I get, how do I, I can't do this for the rest of my years. How do I get rid of this? How do I stop it? Or can I minimize it? And I was looking for an answer. So I went and I read and I looked into magazines. I looked into books that was, and now mind you, I am 13. 14 years old and I was like I, I can't I can't <laughs> I can't keep this up so I found an article and it said in order to get rid of menstrual cycle pain was to minimize or to avoid these four things it was caffeine it was chocolate it was fried foods and red meat wow. so yeah yeah that's what I said okay I said look this thing is so bad, I can't I can't keep this anymore. So I decided to go after, I said chocolate wasn't my thing anyway. So that it wasn't, you know. Caffeine, I wasn't at the time, was not hooked on. <laughs> so that was not a problem. Fried foods was, and so was red meat. So I said, okay, let me get rid of my French fries, my potato chips and all that stuff. You know what? Not only did I lose some weight, but my face cleared up. Still had the pain, but I was like, hey, this is good, Not, no problem. After that, I says, okay, now let's see how this works. I went, I went back to eating the, the, a little bit of the French fries, not a lot, but because I realized how much it cleared up my face. 
I said, I can't go back to eating it like I was before. But then I said, okay, let's set aside one month, no red meat, just no red meat, just the red meat, not the chicken, not the fish, that, just no red meat. That was it, no more pain. I inadvertently became a vegetarian. <laughs> wow, oh because my of gosh. That, because of that, that's the thing that said, because I, like I said, I am, I can't keep this going. I can't see how people put up with this, you know, women put up with this every single month at that age, that tender age. And I said, I, 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 I have to find a way out of this. And, and you know what, to this day, I don't have that problem. All the way from then to now, I never had to um, deal with pain. Never wow. had to deal with pain. And so that, that, that was the thing that brought me to also, okay, that was knowing and being empowered to know about the foods that we put in our bodies and the effect that they have on us. And so that that empowered me to look at things different because I said, wait a second, if, you know, that's with the red meat. Okay, well, what happens with the white meat? As I continued going this way, I noticed that I started, I mean, not only did I lose weight, you know, easily, effortlessly, it didn't, because I, you know, there's, there's also the saturated fats that, you know, with, you know, that wasn't there anymore. So I didn't have to deal with that, that aspect of fats, that. And the white, with the white meat, there were other, other things too that was there. I really didn't want to get too much into it because it, it, yeah, it can get very personal, but you start noticing how your body now is a lot clearer, the pathways. Your blood color is clearer, okay? Everything becomes a lot more clear. Things, you could tell, it's, it's a lot clearer. And I, I learned a lot from that. And it made me start questioning, okay, if I eat this, and if I eat it for a long period of time, of course you're gonna think, well, this is just how things are. This is just how it is. You know, this is just always been. Because it's always, you don't know any, just like you mentioned somebody close to you, you, you know, they found out that, they can't eat dairy anymore. <laughs> and they just like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was allergic to it. You know, I found out that once I, um, once I, I switched over from being a vegetarian to vegan, I was still eating the cheese. Once I switched over, every year I would always have um, a bout with um, laryngitis to the point that you couldn't see my jawline. It was just, you couldn't see my jawline. It was just this, it was bad. It was, and it was, and I always would get ready for it because here, here it comes, here it comes. January, February, March, that's it, it would always come. And laryngitis would set in and it's just, you know, there we go. But I would, you know, you, you we do what we do. We cover up, we get the cowl, sweaters, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the crew neck and everything, the, the turtleneck sweaters, put it around there. So it doesn't really look as bad, but no, that's inflammation. Your body's really trying to tell you, hey, look at this. You see, something's going on here. You should really investigate this, try to figure out what's going on. So. I started noticing once we switched from vegetarian to vegan, no more cheese, no more dairy, no more milk, no more milk byproducts. It took two years for me to recognize it because I, I said to myself, wait a second, how come I'm not, I can still talk in January, in February. And then I realized I'm lactose intolerant. When did that happen? That was after I had two children. After, <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm in my in my 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 mid mid to late twenties at this point. Yeah. And that's when I said, okay, you know what? This this is something that we we all believe because we've been trained to think, what's wrong with milk? What's wrong with egg? Well, something's wrong if you're having an allergic response. So that's not made for you. So you shouldn't be taking something that you're going to have inflammation constantly to the point where your body's doing everything to try to clear it out. Okay. So this is, so I, I know that you're saying, how did it start? So this is me to this point where I have now children. I'm, I'm married. I'm, I'm, a, I'm now a mom with three children and well, at the time it was two and my husband said, let's do it, let's become vegan. And I was I was already on my, my vegetarian thing, you know, baking and everything. And I said, yeah. And I said, wait a sec, wait a sec. <laughs> how do we, how do you bake with no egg? How do you do that? How do you, how do you do, how do you get a cake to rise without egg? I mean, honey, it was, it took a long, a long time because we did it was a lot of mistakes i did it i did it a lot of mistakes so to the point where i was i can't eat that you know <laughs> i can't mm-mm, i can't see myself that's it's it's being fed to the trash bucket that's where that's going but that's okay because it took me from that point to and then you you when you get to a point where you say hey this is pretty good not bad and then you bring it to friends and family and then they try it, you know? Um, yeah, that's, and that's how it, it got to the point where, you know, my, I should say my, my family is, is a baking family. So that's a lovely story. Um, <laughs> but they, because of their very um, definitive line about this tastes really good. This texture, I don't know what that is, but this is, no, that's not gonna work, Tika. You're gonna have to bring something else to me because I'm not eating that. And it makes, okay, it makes sense, you know? <laughs> because because of their um, their standards, that's where I brought my my method of, of baking to that that level of, that, that, that standard level, that people understood. You know, when you eat cake, it's not supposed to be like a very dense, like brownie. It's supposed to have a crumb, a tender crumb that you could take a fork and break it. And it just flakes off. And you're just like, look at the morsels, look at the crumbs, it's falling off. And, <laughs> and you put it in your mouth and it, and it just behaves like, hey, not a brownie. Hmm. Okay, so we go back and we try it again. And we try to see if we can, how do we get it lighter? How do we get it to rise more? What's the techniques involved in doing that? And it took a lot of, like I said, it took time, it took effort. It was a lot of perseverance, a lot of patience. Um, but in doing that, that that's what we all, we, we say in our kitchen, um, taste and see. And it takes a lot of love. Whether you're as a young woman, um, and then you know the season of your life when you entered motherhood, and 
and um, had it, having children and then the season of um, understanding that you were lactose intolerant and um, and all these things that were happening. This was really like a scientific experiment that you were just testing and tasting and it was really organic. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, a lot of the women that listen to my podcast have children and I'm wondering what was the reaction uh, when you would share uh, your um, creations with your sons? Because I, I, I think children are very honest, you know, depending upon, you know, either they really like something or they really don't. There's no in between with kids. That's why I love children. Um, and so what were, um, you know, some of your early learnings from testing their palates? And then what, um, you know, in terms of creating your menus, because you have such an array of pastries and treats that you offer, what inspires you to create? Okay. Uh, so that's that's a two-fold question. Okay. Um, first to the learning, uh, early learning um, with the, the, the little ones, I did this mainly because um, everything that was given out there at the time, we're talking, we're talking, this is before we became vegan. So this was, this is 30 years ago. You know, this is 30 years ago. So I'm there thinking, you know, um, how do we not get all that high fructose corn syrup and corn syrup in their diet? Because every, granted, yes, there's a whole bunch of candy out there, you know, and, and um, other sweets, but if, if, if you really look at even salad dressing, there's corn syrup in there, you know, and this is before you see the labels now on some juice boxes that says no high fructose corn syrup, no corn syrup, no, no. My products, I was saying that back then, like there is no high fructose corn syrup, no corn syrup, no artificial preservatives or flavorings. Everything is natural. Um, back then they weren't saying that, they would say low sugar, low in sugar, if anything, but that's about it. They, but yeah, but you still got fructose corn syrup in there. Uh, or you didn't hear anything about organic sugar, no. And that was the thing that really pushed me to do the baking, whether it was vegan or vegetarian. It was, and so that that started that. And then from from my husband coming home one day saying, "Let's do the vegan," and I was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, but you know, I'm thinking about something here." <laughs> There's no, how do you bake with no eggs? How do you do this? So there was a lot of, you know, okay, let's try to figure out. Cause I was really into the baking thing. I was really doing it. And then I, I, I said, well, I'm not going to give it up because this, this will, this will work. This, this can, we can do something with it. And now here I am now, they, my kids already know that I bake the vegetarian. So now here we are baking vegan. Um, did they like the beginning? Um, you know, one thing about vegan, um, when you get the high quality products, it tastes still good. It's just, um, the texture is not what you're used to, you know? So I was, you know, so of course they were like, that's okay. You know, <laughs> they walk off and play and you're like, okay, I see. I have to go to the heavy hitters. Those are my aunts, the bakers, you know? So. <laughs> I have to ask them, 
okay, Tia, what do you think? <laughs> and she would, hmm, it's nice. But I already knew what that meant. I gotta go back to the kitchen. <laughs> that's what that meant. That meant, go back to the kitchen. You know, that's, that's nice. So um, that's how the early learning process was. Um, the children, if they didn't like it, they weren't gonna eat it. But um, if, um, if they did like some, you know, bits of, you know, whatever I concocted, they would, they would eat it. And I, I just didn't care for it because it was like, that's not what I remember as a brownie, you know. But okay, you like the edges, okay. I don't know what's going on with the middle part of the brownie in the pan. It didn't rise. I don't understand it. Um, uh, now, um, you mentioned something about the inspiration. Oh, my goodness. Um, the inspiration part, that, I think it's really, like you said, is being the scientist in the kitchen and trying to figure out how, how do you get, how do you get a vanilla cake to rise without egg? You know, a chocolate cake is more forgiving even a vegetarian chocolate cake is more forgiving, forgiving than a vanilla cake to make. A vanilla cake that's vegan, it is hard. It is very hard. I'm, I'm still to this day, literally, you know, with fingernails to the teeth. <laughs> Once we, we batter it up real fast because we're going on the power and the magic of baking soda and baking powder and we hurry it up into the pan and rush it into the oven because we were going based on that and there I am you know waiting hoping that this cake comes through this is one one you probably know this yes I have all these other these cakes that's one cake I really don't put out I, I don't like to put that one out. That's like a child that, you know, you tell, hold my hand when we cross the street and they yank your hand. <laughs> then they, they yank the hand and then they go, you know, okay, we're, no, we're going home. We're, go, we're just going home. No, no, you're not ready to go out yet. You're not ready, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I, um, so you mentioned perseverance as a lesson learned. Um, in your 16 years, and and I I'm intrigued by the fact that you, you know, any other person would have probably been like in year like eight, maybe I should stop, but 16 years of tasting and testing is perseverance personified, and so I acknowledge the fact that I get to enjoy the fruits of your labor, literally, because um, it, it, it's kind of like rearing a child, um, but you are an entrepreneur and you um, sell these goods and you're in the heart um, of, you know, Dorchester, which is a neighborhood in Boston, but it's big enough that it could probably be its own city. You know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if people in Dorchester would seed off from Boston via its own city. It's that big and bold and, and, yeah. and fierce in its own right. Um, so talk to me about how important it was when you decided to um, open your bakery, how important it was to open in Boston, to be local and to have um, have your, your feet here in, in the city and talk about how you engage your family in the business. Cause I think that's also very awe-inspired. Oh my, yeah. Um, 
We, well, first, I have to tell you, we came to CWK, that's Commonwealth Kitchen. If you're not familiar with that, it's in Dorchester on 196 Quincy Street, and they're a kitchen incubation. Um, what their culinary incubator, kitchen, excuse me. And what they do is that they'll take you, they'll, they'll take your talents, and in especially culinary field, and they have the, the hardware. They have the location that's approved by the Board of Health. They have the ovens. They have the freezer space. They have the refrigeration. They have the dry cages that you can put your plates, your, your products in, your, your pans, your, your calandra, your, 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 your spatula, everything that you need in order to make your products. Everything is there. All they need is someone such as myself and you to be there to express your talents, you know? And then then they also make it possible for you to network because they have a lot of people in Boston, in, in educational industry, universities, colleges, um, financial industry, uh, the banks, so many. Um, and even in um, just the corporate world and they connect with them and they make it possible for you to also connect with them. Um, so we went to them and I didn't think I was gonna get in. I didn't. I, I thought people, you know, you know, they this this wouldn't be a big issue. Because you know what? Through the years of me doing this, we're talking 20 years of the vegan aspect of it. It was this, you know, put your hand up like a cross, you know, the two fingers, no, vegan, no, you know. And I was, I'm thinking to myself, but it's good. It, it's a lot better for you, you know, you can, and they didn't want to hear it. So little did I know someone who was trying to get rid of some blue ivy baby fat, you know, decided to go on a 21 day vegan diet, which, <laughs> Cause now people that say, oh, let me see what this is all about. And let me get into this. And I'm out, I'm, I'm still like doing my thing with just raising a family, being a wife and, and seeing how, how can I manifest this dream that I have um, and do this, how's this work? And when I get to the kitchen, they're tasting my products and I'm there with a pad and pencil just to, because I'm like, I'm, I'm acting like I'm with my, my aunt again. Okay, tell me what you like and tell me what you don't like. I'm writing it down. <laughs> and, and it was, oh, we like this and we like that. And, it, and I said, okay, anything else? Thinking is coming. And well, it was a hot day. The, the, the frosting melted a little bit, but that's okay. That's it, you know? <laughs> And then the question was, um, when can we get in contact with you? Where before they used to always say, we'll get in contact. And I said, well, when, when you can, you know, <laughs> as soon as you, you can. Okay. All right. And so they got in contact with me and later on, because they had to do a process of, you know, um, elimination as to who can come to the kitchen and of course, I got the response, congratulations, if you choose to accept. And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and 
and uh, and from that point on, I was inducted, and they trained me. They showed me around. Um, my goodness, it was it was, and being in Boston too, um, I have to tell you, I grew up in Cambridge for the most part as a child, but when we first came from Honduras to uh, Massachusetts. We stayed right across from Cogman Park. We, we actually, we were next to the shutdown now Jewish Memorial Hospital. We were more in the brick, those brick buildings over there. We were on that 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 section of where Cogman Park, yeah, Academy Homes. Wow. Yeah. So almost like we kind of came full circle around Robin back to the place where it all started. And um, I'm curious, you know, where, sitting here um, in a pandemic, coming out little by little, step by step, and understanding that um, throughout the pandemic, so many people, um, you know, found food. And um, I know you guys were in business and out there, you know, sharing your treats and um, and, and the, the baked goods. Um, that, and that's how I found you. I was out at Cambridge side at a, um, Black Boston event and stumbled upon um, your stand and all, I bought all the treats because I was like, I need to get more into this. And um, the fact that you guys are a black owned business, I'm here for it. And the food was so good that my sister who was, um, you know, still lives with me, took the carrot cake. So I had like a sliver and then I went in the fridge and I was like, where, where's the rest of the carrot cake that I bought with my money? Um, she's like, oh yeah, it was so, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so, and she is not into vegan anything by chance, but I share that to say the, the secret sauce is there. And so I'm curious, as someone who is constantly baking, constantly refining food so that you can pour into others that, that can eat and enjoy. What feeds your soul? You know, it's, it's being in a room with people whom you love to be with, you know? It, and um, yeah, it, it's being in a room with people whom you love to be with. And of course, if the food is, is for me, granted, it's vegan and it's made with a lot of love, you taste it, you, 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 you know this person made effort to bring out all the, the spices, the care that it took to put it together and present it to you. And and then on top of that, the people. Because you could be, you could have a, like they say, a, an expensive plate in front of you, but then you're around people, they're very sour. They're, you know, they, they, they rub you the wrong way as they say I don't think that's a good experience I don't think that that's fulfilling in your soul that that leaves you more more hungry for something that obviously this cannot provide and you could be with your your loved ones your friends it doesn't only have to be family and you could just have a bowl of chips and peanuts you know and just just laugh and, and carry on and it just feels good. It just feels good. And 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 then you take pictures and, and you know, you just have a good time and, and talk and 
I think that's more filling than, like I said, you could have the most expensive plate, something there, but, and your company's not um, where your heart, your soul is craving, longing. So in terms of where people can find you and engage with you, you know, summer is here um, and today it's really hot outside. <laughs> um, so, you know, I know you are out and about in the community, whether it's in Boston or Cambridge or Metro West, and you guys are moving and getting out there so people can come to you, to your brick and mortar. But I've noticed more and more and I um, follow them on Instagram, which will all li will link up the website, Instagram, all of this in the show notes. Um, where can people find you? Where can people interact with you this summer? Okay, so this summer we have a farmer market. Um, we're doing one right now. Um, then as we did before in 2019, we did three and then we happened to catch a fourth one. Um, but this year we're at Natick Farmers farmer's market out in Natick and um, that's the only one right now that we're doing and we're also doing um, that's on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. and also they because they liked our the reaction from the crowd they said we, we have what is called Natick nights and they invited us to that too so we get to do Natick nights which is on Thursday nights from 5:30 to 7:30, and it's it's a uh, it's it's just families with lots of kids coming out, and they they have people bringing out uh, coaches and, and instructors from Pilates, karate, uh, taekwondo. Um, um, I, I remember seeing like those um, trampoline, those mini trampolines, and the kids loved them. And so they had an instructor, it was really for the adults, but the kids were just there, just jumping on them and having a great time. Um, and it, it, and then they, so they had me there, and they had other vendors there selling their wares and what they do. Um, I remember the dance, there's a dance group trying to get people to come. So it was that, that, that night, and it's, um, it's a really family, um, and community-centered night. Um, that's that location. Uh, we, we also are in Mattapan at Cafe Juice Up. And right for now, we have our banana bread and our carrot cake over there. Right now, it looks like our carrot cake is taking over <laughs> than uh, the banana bread. We also are supplying our products to a local, a very good local, catering group um, um, called Fresh Generation uh, Foods. They're located, they're from TWK as well. And they make, oh my gosh, they make the, the best kale salad <laughs> I've had with sweet potatoes and oh my gosh, roasted sweet potatoes with red onions and, and basil and a little bit of olive oil on that with quinoa in there in the mix oh my goodness it's so good um but yes they also offer some of our products our chocolate chip cookies in particular um and um we're at lexington farms over in lexington and they order depending on 
their clientele what their clientele are asking for. So if it's not the banana bread, the carrot cake, or the lemon blueberry tea cake, it might be the chocolate chip or the chocolate cake or the peanut butter cookies. So they, it's, I can't tell you what, you know, <laughs> from time to time, it depends. So that's where we're located and it's in the works. We're looking to get into um, Ripple Cafe in Ashmont. And there is another um, engagement coming up for us in the next month, two months, and that's in Newton. Sounds good. That sounds like a lot of activity. So we'll, um, you know, link that all up in the chat with the um, with all of the necessary um, locations and social media as well. And okay. so um, I started Hot Mama Chronicles uh, as an homage to my the women in my family who are living their lives in purpose, on purpose, flaws and all. And so I wanted to get your take as to whether hot mamas are made or are they born? No, so to answer your question, are they born hot mamas or are, are, are the person made into hot mamas? I would think for the most part, a lot of women are made into hot, hot mamas. They're, they're, because they, we evolve, really do. We evolve, like seasons, you know, one season and it slowly progresses into another. So it's not that you're just compartmentalized, that's it. You know, summer is summer. And then it just instantly goes into fall and then the leaves start falling off the trees. No, it's just, <laughs> there is this slow, gradual coming into one's own. And that's why I say, I think women, because of the way how we have been made to think how we are to be as women, um, always caring about others around us. And then we forget to really, well, who am I? And uh, what do I like? What don't I like? What is my strength? What are, what are my weaknesses? And face those and, and not, not be afraid, not be afraid, but to face them and say, okay, these are my weaknesses. Now, how do I, how do I, how do I get up? How do I move on? How do I, how do I forgive? You know, and so I can see how that we, we are made. We, we make ourselves. We're constantly trying to uh, figure out um, and be the, the the noble person that we, we we like to see. You know, in a, in oh wow that person, and you want to you want to emulate that. You want to see how okay, how do I become that? How do I, you know, how do I transcend all of this luggage <laughs> in my life so I can get to that level. What do I need to do? That's in that respect I can see how how a hot mama is made. Thank you for lifting that up. And there's no right or wrong answer to it. It's just um, it's the answer that um, is ensconced to each guest. So thank you for for walking me through your thoughts and sharing your thoughts. Oh, um, okay. That's a really good question because uh, when when we look at ourselves as women, and I look back as a child, I remember you know be polite, say hi, you know um, say please. Um, and okay, don't, don't speak until you're spoken to, you know, and be a good girl. Uh, for me, good girl was don't scuff the white patent leather shoes. 
you know, don't scuff the white patent leather shoes. And that was that was hard for me because I used to jump the fence. I used to climb the trees and it was not what my mom wanted me to do. It's very interesting. And I love the idea of uh, evolution um, and, and such that you put also in the answer. But um, my last question, and I, I'm so sad that this is my last question because oh. it's been a rich conversation. I've learned so much about you about your and how what inspires you what motivates you um your passion for for cooking and for um creating delicious um treats that are so good i mean i feel like i've had everything on your menu uh, and i am unequivocally happy to say that you know standing in my truth um because you know except for i need to order some more of that carrot cake you know someone had it but it was good the morsel I had the morsel I had was good um so as we're as we're I'm closing out I um wanted to get your thoughts um I know there are women who are coming out of the pandemic and a lot of us are asking the question of what brings us joy and maybe it's the work that we're doing in our nine to five that it's not it it's the side business and this kind of simmering um, and, and putting in the work and for the person who's listening to this um, can you just share some words of wisdom and encouragement for the audience um, that have served you well in your journey and your continuing journey um, as we close out this conversation words of wisdom definitely you surround yourself with people who believe in your dreams, in your goals. Um, you don't take it for granted. Um, be intentional. Like there's always, a, you know, we, 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 we're, we're always going, we're doing the, you know, I gotta go here, I gotta do this, I gotta get this, I gotta get, because um, that's how the world has set us up for. But step back and say, you know, what do, what do I wanna do? How do I wanna do this? And then, you know, put a plan down, put something down and say, you know what, I, I like this, I don't like this, but how do I get from here to there? And that's what I mean, be, be intentional. Surround yourself with people who believe in your dreams and, and your operation, your goals. Um, I, I, I tell you, my family, if they weren't here, I it was really my husband saying, we're going to CWK. We're going to CWK. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But it, and to find out that they, when can we call you? I was like, wow. Um, yeah, sure. This is, this is different. Okay. Um, so surround yourself with people who, who are there to help you to, they, they believe in that dream. They, they're, they're even passionate with you about it. Um, there's another one, other than being intentional also, um, be willing to learn from your mistakes. We make a lot of mistakes, you know? Um, and, and, you know, learn from the mistakes of others too. You know, yes, we are, we're, you know, I tell my sons, you know, stop pointing your finger because you got three more coming back at you by your own hand. You know, stop pointing your finger. <laughs> um, so learn from your mistake and, and learn from others' mistakes. Not to condemn, but 
to recognize, you know, we were, we're we all fall short. Really, we all fall short. You know, so um, also that we can say, okay, well, how can we do this better? You know, um, they say if I was in their shoes, how would I want to be treated? Um, another one is keep it simple, keep your life simple. Your life is already complicated. <laughs> life is already complicated. Just keep it, keep it simple. When it starts getting riled up and you, you, you feel that whirlwind, you know, everything kicking up around you, it's like, take a breather, detach and pull back and walk. This is, this is my way of doing it because it can get that way when you're in the kitchen, you get news that this isn't here. Oh, we can't do that and we can't make that order now. We have to now go here. This isn't here. Oh my goodness. It's like, okay, you gotta breathe. You gotta pull, you gotta, <laughs> you have to anchor. You have to anchor, you know, and just like, okay, what do we need to do? And that's why I say, just keep it simple. Um, let's see. Uh, Take the experiences um, from your past as you know a seed to prepare for your future. Um, because um, growing, you know, having three boys, training them, teaching them, um, you know, their homework um, the assignments, getting them to know the math and and grammar and and. Uh, you're getting them ready for the world also, teaching them what the world is like and having them to understand as young black males, look here, you're safe. Out there, that's another story. You know, you, 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 this is what's out there. Watch, here's a clue. And then they go out and they see, oh wow, mom was right. They come back, mom, you were right. I'm not, it's not because I'm right. I'm trying to prepare you for something that that's out there and it will hurt so I'm trying to get you ready now um, so you take those experiences and from your past and um, you see them um, into your future not just your children but even in, in a business or um, your, your husband you know that's your future you know or you know your loved one yeah. Well, that's a great way to end. Um, Karen, thank you so much for your time and for your contributions and baking goods that are healthy, delicious, and good for the soul. I will link up the info in our show notes and hope that you will order tons of baked goods, tons. Get them for your friends, your family, your events. It's all good, especially that carrot cake. I'm telling you now. So if you're going to, don't order one, order two, one for you and whoever is living in your household. Okay. Um, Please uh, thank you for listening to Hot Mama Chronicles. It's available uh, on all podcasting platforms. Remember the road to being a hot mama is about the journey and not the destination. One love.